0: Welcome to Newcastle West Parish to our annual prayer around the cross. May I suggest you gather around a crucifix on a table or a sideboard and join us as with a mixture of scripture, hymns, songs, music, poetry and reflections. We try to relate the passion to our own lives today.
1: Welcome to our prayer around the cross this Good Friday evening. A Good Friday like no other any living person remembers. As we reflect on the Passion of Christ, perhaps we don't need as much reminding this year that the Passion is not just a historic event of 2,000 years ago. Indeed, it is of our time too. The Passion of Christ is still a reality and always will be wherever and whenever any of us, God's children, suffer. When we suffer, Christ suffers with us. St. Paul puts this well when he says, It makes me happy to be suffering for you now and in my own body to make up all the hardships that still have to be undergone by Christ for the sake of his body, the church. Christ's passion still goes on in all kinds of ways. This year, we are particularly conscious of the cross that the coronavirus has brought into people's lives. For some, that has meant very severe illness, and for some, death. We remember those people and their families in a special way tonight. For most of us, we have been discommoded and perhaps some experience hardship. Perhaps for those of us who haven't experienced too much suffering in our regular lives, it would be a good use of this strange time to think of those for whom suffering is real suffering is a regular part of life, whether they be our neighbors or people struggling for existence in the poorer countries of the world. As we go through this reflection on the passion We are very mindful of the people that Trocora and other agencies are working for. We are wondering, for example, whether the Trocora-Lenten campaign will suffer this year because of the coronavirus. We are particularly troubled at the thought of how ill-prepared the poorer nations are in the face of this virus. The wonderful Christian response of the Irish people And the sense of community, which the arrival of this virus has awakened in us, must also extend to the families of Angela and Madras, the two third world mothers who are fronting this year's Chokhara appeal, and all such people living in very poor conditions. Just one thought. We all know the importance of water and soap to wash our hands. Madras or Angela, has to make a 20 mile round trip to even get water. It would take a few such trips to collect as much water as we we would use in a shower. We are mindful of the passionate plea of Pope Francis as he ended one of his messages early in his papacy. The poor, the poor, the poor. As we travel the way of the cross this evening, we will be drawing on the word of God some hymns, some songs, some poetry. And we undertake this journey with confidence that the light of Christ has the power to light up the darkest recesses of our lives. Let us pray together the Our Father, which Pope Francis has asked us to pray frequently at this difficult time. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. in the April evening. All in the April evening, April airs were abroad. The sheep with their little lambs passed me by on the road. All in the April evening, I thought of the Lamb of God. The lambs were weary and crying, with a weak human cry. I thought of the Lamb of God going meekly to die. Up in the blue, blue mountains, dewy pastures are sweet. Rest for the little bodies, rest for the little feet. But for the Lamb, the Lamb of God, up on the hilltop green, only a cross, a cross of shame, two star crosses between. All in the April evening, April airs were abroad. I saw the sheep with their lambs and thought of the Lamb of God. The
2: first station. Jesus is condemned to death. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Jesus, the Saviour of the world, condemned to a shameful death by Pilate because he didn't want to be unpopular with the crowd. When Pilate asked Jesus if he was claiming to be a king, Jesus replied, yes, I was born for this. I came into the world for this, to bear witness to the truth. And those who belong to the truth, listen to my voice. Bearing witness to the truth was to be the hallmark of Jesus's kingdom. Pilate responded with a derisory, truth, what is that? Here, it is so easy for us to condemn Pilate, but don't we in all honesty know very well that it can be difficult to stand up for God's truth and to do the right thing when there is pressure to do otherwise. Standing up for God's truth can be very demanding. For Christ, it was to cost him his life. Pilate's derisory response to Jesus, truth, what is that? Finds resonance in our world in recent decades, where some people feel free to condemn innocent babies and elderly terminally ill people to death by abortion and euthanasia. May the wonderful response by our people in protecting our elderly against the coronavirus cause us to consider the sacredness of all human life at whatever stage. As we ponder our innocent Lord being condemned to death on the cross, Let us pray for the grace to stand up for all whose just rights are being trampled on. Let us pray together the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses
1: Second station, Jesus carries his cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Of all the people on earth at that time, Jesus was the one person who should not have to carry a cross. He was the sinless one. He had not earned a cross. So why? jesus ends up carrying all our crosses because of his love for us part and parcel of true love is making sacrifices so love can bring pain of course that is why so many opt out of the version of love jesus puts before us love one another as i have loved you the language of the cross is not the prevailing language of our culture St. Paul articulates this when he says, The language of the cross may be illogical to those who are not on the way to salvation, but those of us who are on the way see it as God's power to save. Pope Francis reminds us that living holy week means increasingly entering into God's logic, the logic of the cross, which is not, first of all, that of pain and death but of a love and self-giving that brings life. Of course, Jesus is still carrying other people's crosses. He does it through the thousands of generous, caring people who dedicate their lives to helping others, many of them their own loved ones, to carry the cross that life has dealt them. So many are doing that today. We think especially of our healthcare workers in the front line, Let us take time to reflect and let us see Jesus in those wonderful people. Let us pray together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
3: So this is a short poem I wrote about COVID-19 called Stay at Home. I feel like I'm having the strangest dream, but alas, I'm not. It's COVID-19. Where have the days gone? What has happened to time? A mere social construct, just aiding this rhyme. So where will we go now? What happens next? There is no point in getting too worried or vexed because now we are here and have nothing to fear. Dry off those tears and bring some cheer because here we are on the brink of a new age and technology will help us to calm our sorrows and our rage. Stay close together by staying apart. Keep your spirits up and open your heart and try to remember not to frown and try not to get completely down because we have each other and here we will stay and most of us are only ever a phone call away. So lock up your doors and stay inside. From COVID-19, I'm afraid We must hide, but always remember, the troubles will pass and soon we'll all meet, at the shop or at mass. So keep your heads up, we're stronger than this. And with all of us inside, we have nothing to miss. The dark days will end and we will reach the light. And that day will be sweet. We will reunite. And together we'll fight hard to beat the unknown. So I'm urging you now to just stay at home. Thank you.
2: The third station. Jesus falls the first time. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Dear Lord, it is a short step between being upright and on the ground. We have all fallen at one time or another. We all have good intentions and the resolve not to fall again. But, well, we all know what can easily happen. The temptation is too great. And sometimes, of course, when we fall, we hurt others. Perhaps our greatest fall is that we dwell on other people's falls. There are so many people who have not been allowed to forget the times they have fallen, but are condemned to being identified with their fall. And Jesus was hoping that we might be his agents for conveying his forgiveness to those who fall. If I have forgiven you, you too must forgive one another. Do unto others what you would like them to do unto you. Perhaps we often disappoint Jesus. We must be careful about dwelling on other people's faults. Don't we all need to pause and look into our hearts in this regard? Scripture says, judge not and you will not be judged. Let us pray together the Our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come,
1: Station. Jesus meets his mother. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Jesus meets his mother. This is the mother's station. Lord, you are hard on mothers, the song says. They suffer in our coming and our going. And the song could have added, and they can suffer a great deal in between too. Of course, the mother's suffering for her children is a good example of love giving rise to suffering. If they didn't love, if they didn't care, they wouldn't suffer as much. But mothers do love, mothers do care. That's what mothers do. Thank God for their love. We think of Madras and Angela and all third world and struggling mothers. In the strange logic of the gospel, love and pain often go hand in hand. Spiritual writers remind us that in a mother's love for her children, we get our closest insight in this world into God's love for us. And yet, they remind us, even in that, we only get the tiniest glimpse of God's love. Scripture reminds us Does a mother forget her baby at the breast, or fail to cherish the child of her womb? Yet even if these forget, I will never forget you. Look, I have carved you on the palm of my hand. At this station, we remember also young girls and mothers in difficult pregnancies. Let us pause and reflect too on mothers whose love for their children is bringing them pain and suffering at this time. And let us remember, in particular, mothers whose love is rejected by their children. This year too, we remember mothers looking after special needs children, largely within the confines of their family homes at this difficult time. Let us pray together. Our Father who art in heaven,
2: The fifth station. Simon helps Jesus to carry his cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Who was Simon? Just in from the country for the day, we're told. Just looking on. I wonder where the disciples were, all 11 of them when Jesus needed their help to carry the cross. I wonder where I would have been. I'd like to think that I would have stepped out of the crowd to help Jesus. I wonder. We think of those who have come forward to help in our present coronavirus crisis. Do I stick my neck out for Jesus in my everyday situations? Am I prepared to step out of the crowd and make public my love of Jesus? Or do I say, you'd like to help, but you don't like getting involved? Am I really a kind of private Christian? Can there be such a person as a private Christian? Isn't the hard work of salvation a work in which God is dependent on us human beings? As the prayer by Saint Teresa of Avila reminds us, Christ has no body now on earth, but yours. He has no hands on earth, but yours. He has no feet on earth, but yours. It is your eyes, through which his compassion is to look out upon the world. It is your feet with which he is to go about doing good. It is your hand with which he is to bless people now. Christ has no body now on earth, but yours. Let us pray together the Our Father. Our Father who art in heaven,
4: Everybody needs a little help sometimes No one stands alone Makes no difference if you're just a child like me Or a king upon a throne For there are no exceptions We all stand in the line Everybody needs a friend Let me tell you of mine He's my forever friend My leave me never friend darkest night the rainbow's end he's my forever friend even when I turn away he cares for me his love no one can shake even as I walk away He's by my side With every breath I take And sometimes I forget him My halo fails to shine Sometimes I'm not his friend But he is always mine My forever friend, my leave-me-never friend, from darkest night to rainbows end he's my forever friend.
1: Sixth Station, Veronica Wipes the Face of Jesus. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. This woman, Veronica, is a fascinating person. She is virtually anonymous. Yes, we know her name, and we know she stepped out of the crowd to comfort Jesus. But we know nothing else about her. Yet she will be remembered forever as long as the story of Jesus' passion is told. Of course, if the events of this sixth station were happening today, Veronica would be on Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, and of course, the tabloids would have a feast. Great material for digging up a story. Who was this woman? What was her connection with Jesus? The most daring might even suggest a friendship with Jesus. To just say that this was a case of a woman whose heart was bleeding for a good and innocent man wouldn't really sell papers. There are elements in today's self-absorbed world who cannot recognize pure, unselfish goodness and love for being just that. Don't we ourselves sometimes question the motivation of such people and wonder what is in it for herself or himself? And don't we sometimes throw out phrases like do-gooder or does she think she's the only one doing good? It is amazing how selfishness and self-absorption can prevent people from recognising pure love, pure goodness, pure self-giving for what it really is, Our world needs Veronicas more than ever. Thank God we have some Veronicas whose only motivation is love and service of others. Let us learn from the Veronicas we are privileged to know and let us allow their witness to draw us closer to Christ. In today's world, Veronicas are very special people. Let us pray together. Our Father,
2: Seventh station, Jesus falls a second time. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. This is the station of the recurrent faller. Some people find it hard to move on from their faults and failings, whether it be an alcoholic, drug addict, a prisoner it is never as simple as it looks from the outside. There but for the grace of God go any one of us. It is easy for family, friends, etc to lose patience with them. Addiction of whatever kind can be so difficult to handle. An addict once said to a friend I don't mind you challenging me. I even understand that tough love is love too. And I need to be shaken up. But please, please do not write me off because that would be the greatest pain. It can be so tempting to write off the one who falls again and again. Nobody sets out in life with a burning ambition to be an alcoholic or a drug addict, with all the pain that goes with these things. But there is always a reason, and it could so easily have been me. I thank God, our Father, that you, Lord Jesus, took on the role of judging such people yourself. That gives them so much a better chance. You alone know the full story scripture reminds us judgment is mine says the lord may we always honor that let us pray together the our father our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses
1: Eighth station, Jesus meets the women of Jerusalem. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. This is the woman's station. It is no wonder, Lord, that you stopped on your way to Calvary to acknowledge the women who supported you as you trekked the roads of Palestine. Father, you equipped women so well for the arduous role you have laid down for them. All through scripture and down through history, you have given us women of great strength with hearts tuned into wherever there is suffering happening. All of us, Lord, in our own lives, have witnessed the special brand of love for the struggling that women illustrate. We pray in this station for women who are victims of violence and abuse. And may our society be more responsive to the heavy crosses some women have to carry through life. Saint Matthew, in his Gospel, as he described the scene on Calvary, says, And many women were there, the same women who had accompanied Jesus from Galilee and looked after him. Yes, Lord, it is little wonder that you stopped to Pay them special homage and comfort them on your way. Let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
2: The ninth station, Jesus falls for a third time. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. The world of the down and outs is little known to most of us. It is a world that we need to reflect on. There is no doubt that if Jesus were walking on earth today, He would know all down and outs by their first name. Jesus has sent us a sharp reminder by giving us Pope Francis, who constantly calls on us to reach out to the poor, even if that lets us smelling of the sheep. The poor, the poor, the poor, Pope Francis repeats. You see, we can so easily lose sight of the fact that every down and out is made in the image of God. And every down and out was held in the arms of a doting mother at the christening font, clothed in Christ. But something went wrong. And for whatever reason, the darkness of human failure tended to obscure the light that was lit in their hearts that day. Doesn't scripture tell us that we must not break the crushed reed or quench the wavering flame? We all fall in one way or another, and not just three times, but a 103 times and more. And maybe the down and out has had many more falls Have we considered that their greatest hope of finding the light again and of seeing it overpower the darkness that has haunted them? Their greatest hope is if they experience love and understanding from others, maybe from you and me. And isn't it a sobering thought that there may be lurking deep within any one of us a potential down and out. Most of the homeless in our streets never expected to be homeless. Imagine one of our children, our siblings, sleeping on the streets. There but for the grace of God go I. Let us pray together the Our Father. Our Father who art in heaven Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Patrick Kavanagh catches something of the hidden dignity of the down and out in his poem Street Corner Christ. I saw Christ today at a street corner stand. In the rags of a beggar he stood. He held ballads in his hand. He was crying out, two for a penny. Will anyone buy the finest ballads ever made from the stuff of joy? But the blind and the deaf went past, knowing only there an uncouth ballad-seller with tail-matted hair. And I, whom men call fool, his ballads bought, found him who the pieties have vainly sought.
0: Have you seen the old man in the closed-down market kicking up the papers with his worn-out shoes? In his eyes you see no pride, hand held loosely by side, they yesterday's papers telling yesterday's news. Have you seen the old girl Walks the streets of London Dirt in her hair And her clothes in rags She's no time for talking She just keeps right on walking Carrying her home into carrier bags And then how can you tell me You're lonely? Or say that for you the sun won't shine Let me take you by the hand and lead you through the streets of London I will show you something to make you change your mind And have you seen the old man outside the seaman's mission? His memory fading like the ribbons that he wears. And in this winter city, the rain cries a little pity for one more forgotten hero in a world that doesn't care. And then how can you tell me you're lonely Or say that for you the sun won't shine Let me take you by the hand and lead you Through the streets of London I will show you something To make you change your mind How can you tell me you're lonely Or say that for you the sun won't shine Let me take you by the hand And lead you through the streets of London I will show you something To make you change your mind
1: Tenth Station. Jesus is stripped of his garments. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. When he reached the place of execution, the soldiers stripped Jesus of his clothes, exposing his naked body to the jeering crowd. No dignity here. We think of many who share the same fate Children abused by those they trusted, women raped, abortion, people's bodies exploited in violence, pornography, now for convenience, accessible on the smartphone, and medical science and so-called advances. This man died in a red light district, tabloid stuff. All the gory details on the front page in color all for public consumption and increased sales. And we still buy those papers Sunday after Sunday and read of people stripped of their dignity. What a way to spend the Lord's day. When people are stripped of their dignity, their good name, what have they left? And it can so easily happen. It is so easy to spread the news, to scatter the feathers, but very difficult to undo the damage. Feathers are hard to gather up, you know. The apology on an inside page never gets the same headlines. Lord, help us to be inspired by Pope Francis to see the dignity in every single person. And may we never be responsible for taking that God-given gift from any human being.
2: The eleventh station. Jesus is nailed to the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. The cross comes in so many forms, some very obvious and clear to be seen, some temporary, some permanent. We can all expect to have to carry a cross of some kind at one time or another. For many, the cross will pass and knowing that it will pass in time makes carrying it more bearable. For some, the cross lasts right through life. There is no escaping it. For others, the cross takes the form of some human weakness or failing being exposed to a world which Pope Francis recently described as obsessed with the details of other people's lives, shamelessly given over to morbid curiosity. Such people, defined in terms of their weakness, are nailed to their cross and not meant to be able to lay it aside and try to get on with putting their lives together. After all, Don't we all make mistakes? Did we not hear Jesus say, let the one without sin cast the first stone? When Jesus was nailed to the cross, he was not meant by his assassins to be ever free again. But we all know what happened. May all who carry crosses know that they are never alone, that they are lying on the cross beside Jesus and there will be liberation. There is no cross that Jesus isn't under. Let us pray together the Our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Jesus dies on the cross We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world He's dead now and it used to seem in recent years that our world had forgotten For many Good Friday the day our Saviour died for us had been absorbed anonymously into the ordinary Fridays But this year, it is different. Yes, not of our own choosing. Come to think of it, we've had lots of Good Fridays, well, kind of, in recent weeks. Maybe there are lessons to be learned from all of this. Jesus died to save us from slavery and to bring us true freedom. But we were free and in control of things, or thought we were, and then, A virus comes from a province in China that most of us had never heard of, and suddenly we've lost our control and have very little freedom. And now the Good Fridays imposed on us have given us time to think. And we are wondering, were we free at all? Or had we opted for a new form of slavery? Sadly, people have died of this virus. And as we celebrate the crucifixion of Christ, we remember them. We remember too their heartbroken families who were not able to pay their respects to their loved ones as they would have wished. In some cases, not even able to be at their bedside as they died. May they find consolation in the truth of our faith that Christ was present with their loved one. Nobody dies without Christ being at their bedside. Good Friday is very real for the dying and their loved ones, and it is good to have the hope that springs from the first Good Friday. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of that famous Friday and all it means. Let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread,
2: The 13th station, Jesus is taken down from the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. The years passed quickly. Their love, though not often mentioned, was more powerful now than at any moment in their past. She can't begin to imagine her days without him, though he had told her he'd soon be going. The doctor told her it would only be a matter of time. And as the clock, a wedding present of 47 years ago, ticks towards 3.45 a.m., it seems to stop. The priest looks across the old wooden bed, Peter and herself often thought about getting a new one, but it never seemed the right thing to do. Her children are with her and their children sleep in the beds of their parents. In Sean's room and Katie's room. He looks lovely, Mammy, whispers Katie. And as she looks at his closed eyes and silenced heart, she says, yes, Katie he does. Thank God he died so peacefully. Dear Lord, our traditions have taught us how to show respect to the dead. Conscious of the grief of others, we bless ourselves as a hearse carrying even a stranger's coffin passes by. Sadly, these days we have not been able to express our sympathy in our lovely Irish way. People in grief do not have the support of neighbours and friends in the traditional way. And that means they are carrying an extra lonely cross now. We remember all such families and all who grieve at this time. Let us pray together the Our Father.
1: Fourteenth Station Jesus is laid in the tomb. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Graveyards can be eerie places. We tend to associate them with wind and rain. They should be depressing places, but strangely, they are not. People like to visit them and whisper a prayer and perhaps shed a quiet tear, and maybe for some people even talked to their departed loved ones. In recent decades, it is very noticeable that some people visit graves more frequently than used to be the practice. Thoughts are shared and tears are dropped alongside the kneel and pray inscription in concrete. It's a year now since their loved one was laid to rest. On reflection, maybe it is not so strange that many don't find graveyards depressing. Maybe it is that those visits are witness to the sense of resurrection, the trust that there is life beyond the grave that lies deep in the hearts of all of us. Sometimes people say, I feel she is still with me, or I still feel very close to him. They are saying that, in a sense, they are not really gone from us. Isn't that really what our funeral liturgy means when it says that at death, life is changed, not ended? As we stand here at the tomb of our Lord, we cannot do so without being conscious of what we will celebrate at the Easter Vigil. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of eternal life
5: Oh
2: Remember them. In the rising of the sun and in its going down, in the blowing of the wind and in the chill of winter, in the opening of the buds and in the rebirth of spring, we remember them. In the blueness of the sky and in the warmth of summer, in the rustling of leaves. And in the beauty of autumn. In the beginning of the year. And when it ends. We remember them. When we are weary. And in need of strength. When we are lost. And sick at heart. When we have joys. And we yearn to share. We remember them. So long as we live they too shall live for they are now part of us and we remember them let us remember that on that easter sunday the tomb was empty on that rests all our hope
0: so now i'd like to take the opportunity of thinking west limit 102 for facilitating us in allowing us to broadcast the, this beautiful uh, special programme here uh, on Sacred Space, prayer around the class. And, of course, a special thanks go to Father Frank Dewey and all the contributors uh, who brought such a beautiful reflection for us here this evening.
6: Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.